morning and welcome to Visit Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner. It's uh, Monday, September the 11th, and I'm back from two weeks uh, in North America with Infinity Energy Systems, uh, which obviously is a Vanadium flow battery company. I suspect we need to be talking a little bit about Vanadium this morning, looking at the RNS's first thing. Uh, Paul is down in Cornwall this week uh, at the Cornish Mining Conference. Uh, so we've got Ollie. Morning, Ollie. Yeah, morning, Andrew. Welcome back. Good trip. Uh, yes, it was a very good trip. Um, very busy, lots to do. Um, but the Americans certainly understand long duration energy storage a little bit better than the, the, the Brits do, uh, which is why we were out there getting interest from them. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the RNSs today. Uh, I, I mentioned that maybe we had a bit of um, uh, vanadium discussions. I, I noticed we've had news out from both Bushveld and Ferro Alloys. So do you want to make your comments on them? And I'll, I'll give you any additional comments that I may have. Uh, yep, yeah, sure. Should we start with, um, well, Faro Alloys is just their interim results. Um, the, the the actual earnings performance is pretty much in line what we've seen for the last sort of couple of years ago. A small loss on the back of modest revenue. Um, Three point three million dollars of revenue was uh, down slightly. So. That meant that with costs broadly flat, the net loss widened year on year. Um, but if you look within the quarters, uh, Q1 was pretty poor as they've struggled to get um, feedstock. But Q2 was actually a record um, for vanadium, nickel and molybdenum. Um, but meant they are now down to 0.6 million dollars of cash from 4.3 at the start of the period um and the big milestone the feasibility study for the um, main project isn't yet due till april 24 so that's that's still the big catalyst that everyone's waiting for um obviously the the plant ramping up to a record level albeit not that generative for earnings does show you that the, the flow sheet works and I guess that's the the key thing to take from it is that they can ramp up if they've got the feedstock but that's still looking pretty tricky to get hold of yeah I mean they also comment a little bit about the Canadian price it's, it's basically pretty weak and I think what's what's really happened certainly in the last 12 months or so is that uh, people are realizing there's a vast amount of vanadium that can be recovered um, from waste material, be it fly ash uh, or spent catalysts, um, which is a catalyst when you take basically it's for heavy oil, when you take the sulfur out of it for the shipping industry, it, it ends up with a, a catalyst that actually ends up with about 17% vanadium and you can't use it anymore, so they can just strip out the vanadium. So Shell and AMG are doing that with Saudi Aramco in Saudi Arabia. With the fly ash, you've got Reliance in India producing massive amounts of it. Uh, and so I think that longer term, even if flow batteries take off huge big time, which we do expect them to, and demand for vanadium picks up, um, there's plenty of vanadium around. So we're not expecting to see the vanadium price go up. If anything, we're probably expecting it to go down, certainly short term, whilst China uh, obviously has its issues. Um, so that's the comment that I would take away from that. But also it looks like Sir Mick Davis may have to get his wallet out again. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that's probably right on a 
on a long-term view, because it's such an inelastic market where all the supply does come from sort of byproduct at the moment, pretty much, um, you, there's a good chance that a ramp up in demand from batteries isn't going to align with um, new supply from fly ash and that sort of thing. So you probably get a, a big spike like you've had sort of three times in the last 10 years that then comes down very quickly. Um, so something like ferro alloys needs to be in production to 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 benefit from from that. All right, let's let's have a little look at uh, Bushveld then. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, clearly someone believes in the bigger picture on the vanadium side as a group called Southern Point Resources, which is a South African mining group. They're primarily involved in thermal coal. Um, they've got seven coal mines with, which produce 10 million tonnes per annum. Uh, they are investing between 69.5 and $77.5 million into Bushveld, Bushveld across four structures. So there's a working capital facility of $8.5 million, um, a trade finance facility of 25 to $30 million, $12.5 million share, uh, dollars into the top go for shares, and they're also acquiring 50% of VanChem, and Bushveld's 64% in Mokopani. Um, so I think giving away 50% of your core flagship asset is probably a sign of just how much trouble Bushveld have been in over the last few months. Right, they are in a lot of trouble. Now, I haven't verified it completely, but I believe that Southern Point actually has, has a lot of Chinese backing, and this is effectively a way for the Chinese to come in, uh, because obviously we know the Chinese are very interested in accumulating more vanadium because they do at the moment have a government uh, uh, what it, directive to increase the use of vanadium flow batteries. So I think you'll find that that's all to do with the Chinese. Um, but actually, let's move on as well with the Chinese, because um, Premier African Minerals, uh, George Roach, got himself a bit more money today. Uh, is it more money or is it just regulatory approval for the... Well, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yes, is the answer. The Chinese are giving him regulatory approval. He has got more money, um, but, the Chi but it's because the Chinese have... It's, it was already sort of announced, but the Chinese have given it regulatory approval now. So the market is relieved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's still... You know, he's, he's a driven man. He's going to get that Zulu project... Um, up and running and doing what it should be, I think. Uh, you've got to admire what he's trying to do at the moment. Yeah, and I think that was just to give them a bit of breathing room so that they can get that done without any uh, further issues. So, yeah, it's good news for them. Okay, anything else you saw this morning, Ollie? Uh, just uh, the news out from first tin. They've had some crush, uh, crushing results back they'd um, taken some samples from uh, one of the historic addits um, and with some coarse crush testing um, they've shown that they can increase the tin grade from 0.18% up to 0.63% so that's a pretty 
encouraging increase for um, a future flow sheet um, that reducing the waste that goes through the plant and the fact that it's a relatively coarse crush size means that that first step shouldn't be too energy intensive so relatively low cost so um, a good result there while there's some momentum in the in the tin market yeah i think as most people know we we, we like tin here um but it's it's had a tough ride first tin since uh, it floated just over a year ago uh, now down at 7p down from 30p not easy but it's not an easy market so there we go all right i think that's about it isn't it ollie uh yeah i think so very good well let's get on and do a few other things This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.